Welcome to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work. Today I'm joined by my lovely brother man once again. What's up, brother John man? Marty. <laughs> See, I turn, I turn to say, what's up, brother man? <laughs> what's up, brother man? How's remote life going for you, man? Bro, I, I it's, it's really good. I mean, I, I don't really have a desk or anything. I just yeah. sit. I just sit like at my coffee table in my house. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's good. It's good. You know, the world is still reeling and we're still trying to address what's going on with COVID-19. Yep. And it really does pain my heart, man. You know, how are you and your family? How have y'all been, you know, dealing with all of this? I don't know, man. We don't really go out at all, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, my my life in, in some ways is kind of the same because, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, I'm always working anyway, right? Like I did, I did go a couple days a week to the office. Um, I think, I think my life would be a lot it's interesting because in November we we moved from Seattle to to Denver. By the way, shout out to everyone that's tuning in and listening. Please yeah. chime in and show us some love. Where are you listening and viewing from? We know we have an audience from all over the world, so definitely show us some love and we'll shout you out in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, November I moved from Seattle, right? And in Seattle, I was where I was going to the office every day. You know, yeah. ride my bike in, go to the office, spend the whole day there, see everybody from Amazon. It was like that was what you did, right? Yeah. And then. I talked to my boss um, before November about moving to Denver because my family's over here. And, um, you know, it's it's crazy. Like all the steps that we took, we had no idea like any of this was coming. Yeah. But we took a step to move to Denver and live really simply. We took a step to homeschool our kid um, prior to any of this happening. We had no well, we idea. Have people, we have people chiming in, John. Already. Shout out to, to Nicola from Chicago, Andrea. What's up? Megan from Louisville, Kentucky. What's good, Megan? Mamadou from Barcelona. I hope you're safe and healthy. Yeah. Kimberly from New York City. Mark from Austin, Texas. Up, Clifton Mark? from Antioch, California. And Andrea from NYC. I hope you all are safe. Yeah. For all of, for all of you who are tuning in from all over the world, please stay in, stay indoors, mm-hmm. keep healthy, love on your family. As you were saying, John, so you, you've been working remotely for a while now. I've been, yeah, I've been working remotely since November, you know, and so I've been settling into that anyway. And then when this whole COVID thing happened, it was like, I was like, well, okay, we have to stay home. We yeah. don't have to pull our kid out of school because we were already homeschooling him here. Um, and I was already basically working from the house. So a lot yeah. of things haven't changed for me, but, um, but, but it's, it's a, it's a crazy time, man. You know, yeah. it's a yeah. crazy time. Shout out to Elvin from New York and Esther from Atlanta. You know, I think what what COVID nineteen is showing me is that the it, every company now is a remote company, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But most importantly, what I'm seeing is that what what will the world look like after this? And that's why the topic of today's episode is embracing remote work yeah. in the COVID nineteen era. Because I do think that this COVID nineteen pandemic is a defining point mm. in our nation and our society. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I foresee, I don't foresee work COVID-19. And, you know, I think I want us to talk no. about, John, you know, you've been a remote worker for a while now. Uh, hundreds of organizations have yeah. gone remote overnight. But more importantly, workers now, yeah. you know, like Elvin and Michelle and Agatha who are tuning in um, from all over the world, yeah. they're not remote employees, right? Yeah. They're not remote workers. Right. And, you know, do you think that, you know, this this is going to be the new norm in the future, brother? 
Man, it really, you know, I, I think a lot of the data is still coming in from COVID-19 about how bad or, you know, how, how bad it really is, yeah. right? Um, you know, the alarm bells are really sounding from physicians all over the world. My, my, one of my best friends from college is a gastroenterolo- gastroenterologist um, here in Denver. <laughs> and uh, so he's a, you know, uh, like stomach uh, yeah. GI, oh, wow. GI, GI track, right? So, and G, the COVID-19 affects your, your GI track. So a lot of people actually will get, you know, um, kind of like they'll, they won't feel like eating, They'll have diarrhea, whatever, right? Like those, those are some yeah. of the symptoms. And so, he's been text messaging our, you know, like our college buddy group, and he's like, "Dude, this is like something I've never seen ever." Yeah. He's yeah. like, "We, we, we don't have supplies. We are seeing thirty-year-old people dropping dead, yeah. and you know, and like, so I, I get these texts. Like, I have a couple friends who are who are docs, and they're sending me these things. I'm like, "Oh Jesus, I don't want to see this." Yeah. Um, but but still, right? Like, I I think we need to. When the dust settles, we're gonna know who does this really affect. Yeah. What 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 um what demographics does this affect? Can yeah. people really feel safe? Can they go out? Right? Is the mortality rate four percent? There's just so much data that needs to come out to mm. the to the general population. You know, are there antibodies and and things that can that can um, help other people who have that then become immune plus vaccines? Right. Sure. And because because if if the if if Consumer confidence can can be restored. The only Mm. way it's going to be restored is by, you know, uh, drugs, uh, you know, Mm. and other things. And if those things are not out yet, consumer confidence is not going to get restored. Like people are going to be terrified to do anything. The idea, the idea of going to a restaurant, the idea of going into your office, the idea of going to a gym, right? Like, like anything that we think about, going to a stadium, a public place, an airplane, like yeah. all of that is going to be um, destroyed unless there is some certainty restored. And the only way certainty res- is going to be restored is by some kind of drug therapy and mm. making people make making people say, making people believe that. Well, you know, actually, the mortality rate is one percent. Or whatever, but it, it's very hard to say right now. Um, no, and that's going to be really, really tough, right? Due to the yeah, fact that yeah. there has been no reports of a drug coming. And you know, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was telling me consumer behavior is going to take a huge shift. Yeah. But I also think worker behavior is going to take a shift, mm. right? Yeah. Now that you have hundreds of moms, dads, mil- I'm sorry, millions of moms, dads working yeah. remotely. You know, it's it's I think now the perception that everyone has is that family, health, wellness is more important than, you know, having to clock in nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when, yeah. when my buddy Hudson was telling me, yeah, I think consumer behavior is going to take a huge shift. There's yeah. not going to be there's not going to be any more luxury spending. People are going to be more scarce about their assets and mm-hmm. how they spend money. You yeah. know, it dawned on me, you know, imagine what organizations are thinking right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's 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 really incredible, right? Because like we're we're so based on a marketing culture and a consumer-driven culture where you buy everything, where um, your sense of self-worth is associated with what you buy, what you own, you yeah. know, the house, the car, all of those things. And so um, we are taking a big shift right now into big questions about like, well, what is success? Is success yeah. survival? Um, you know, at its core, you know, foundation, mm. um, because 
you know, everything has changed. And so I, I think, you know, look, I, I think those impressions are short lived if, yeah. if, if things can be restored, right? Like if, if people can look at this type of disease as it's the flu, right. And like, you know, the death rate is about the same as the flu. And it, you know, some people are saying this is going to be a seasonal thing. This is going to be like every year, this thing, this yeah. thing winds up happening. Um, but if, if, but if it winds up being like that, then it's just another flu. And then people are going to go about their day to today. Um, people are going to start buying again. People are going to start going to stadiums and, you know, hanging out, going to restaurants, because I, I think, mm. you know, a lot of those things uh, people are fiending for, right? Like I would love yeah. to go to a restaurant that I, that I'd love to go to. I was talking to my wife. Dude, about I would love to go to a park. I'm afraid to go to a park because I'm, I'm scared that. You know, I might, I might be too close to someone, right? Like, I know, man. That's the, that's the current mental model of everything. Like, people aren't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna, that's gonna stick around for, for a while. You know, I think it's gonna stick around for at least a year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I think we just gotta settle into this, this new norm. But I think the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, I think the, the scariest thing uh, is that eighty percent of the, um, the you know, U.S. workforce is in the service industry. Wow. 80%. 80%, y'all. And please shout out, you know, in the comments, if you have someone in your family who's in the service industry, you know, show some love in the comments. Lost their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, Or who's who's been affected by COVID-19, please chime in in the comments. More importantly, if you are currently working remotely, you know, we would love to get your thoughts on some of what we're talking about. How has it been for you? What have you been dealing with? How have you kind of had to change up your routine and schedule? You know, talk to us in the comments. You know, and with that said, John, you know, 80%. Yeah, that was a that was a statistic that was provided by the um, I think it's the chief economist at LinkedIn. Hmm. Um, and the chief editor of LinkedIn did an interview with the chief economist, and uh that's what she was saying. She says, you know, it's uh it's a very it's you know, people refer to like this whole thing as like another Great Depression, and then one one article, and I think that that it was in the Atlantic the other day, and it says this is not um, a Great Depression. This is like the Ice Age. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and it, and it really is because it's not just like a a U.S. thing. Yeah, you know, it's not like you could just leave the U.S. and go to some other country and everything is like hunky dory, right? It's like yeah. it's like every country is shutting down. Every country yeah. is shutting down their companies, their manufacturing facilities, and then and then and then that has a ripple effect across the entire economy, you mm. know. Um, and that's what's that's what's crazy, you know. You look at jobless rates right now. It's like the jobless the weekly jobless rate spiked to 3.2 million as of last week. And that was the highest reported jobless weekly jobless spike ever recorded in history. Wow. And that was just in one week. So uh, some economists are saying, oh, well, the jobless rate is going to be 30%. And Mm. the Great Depression jobless rate was 25%, right? Mm. And so um, it's, I don't, it's, it's a completely unknown territory right now that, that we're in. You know, do you think that now people who are losing their jobs, they have to start considering more remote work opportunities? And, you know, with that said, you know, by the way, John and I were working on a course called BreakIntoBigTech.com. And we launched um, for our second cohort of students called BreakIntoBigTech.com. And it's essentially helping people find jobs in this new economy and more importantly understand that now more than ever you need to take control of your career and if you're looking for remote work opportunities especially in the tech industry our break into big tech.com 
course will help you with it. Check out breakintobigtech.com or yeah. share with a friend if you know someone who's looking to get into tech and is now dealing with this new norm of remote work and is looking yeah. to get a job in the tech industry. So check out breakintobigtech.com. And with that said, I want to show love to everyone in the comments, man, because yeah. you all are chiming in and sharing all kinds of great comments uh, and creating a great discussion. You know, Supriya is saying Zoom is better when you have multiple people joining over a video call. However, Slack is a proper communication tool with yeah. audit trail with limited video capabilities. Yeah. Okay, so she's saying that her company is now using Zoom and Slack to, to work. So they've yeah. definitely grown overnight due yeah. to COVID-19. Yeah, adapt, yeah. Yeah. Elvin is saying, my mom's a nurse in New York City, and there's just not enough PPE. And this is protective wear for the nurses and, do and doctors yeah. Yeah. who are having to be our frontline support um, for those who are, are, are who have COVID-19. Yeah. You know, shout out to your mom, Elvin. She's incredibly brave. And shout out to all the nurses and doctors there who are saving the day for so many of us and are yeah. actually putting themselves um, in, in, uh, in harm's way. And, yeah. you know, I've been reading all kinds of stories on Twitter, as well as on the New York Times, on, yeah. on doctors and nurses who are just like, we have to do it because it's our jobs. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's why we it's why we are here. And I yeah. I think my, you know, shout out to you, Elvin. My heart goes out to you and your mom. And, yeah. you know, she's incredibly brave for what she's doing. Absolutely. Uh, Tom is saying, I've been working remotely my entire career for quite some time as a product design consultant. Shout out to you, Tom. I'm happy you're used to it. Mm. Share some mm. tips on how yeah. you know how, how you've gotten used to it. Um, he started a free resource yeah. page, y'all. Uh, if you're interested for people with less experience with remote work and how they can navigate mm. um, the vast information online. So check out Tom's resource page. You know, what else? Awesome. Irene is saying this is a great conversation. I'm a work from home expert, work at home expert, built the business mm. in 2012 while caring for my newborn. I had a number of conference calls. Audio, of course, while nursing. Change diapers while on call with the CEO of a mid-sized yeah. business. Oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah. companies will start to see that remote work does not affect productivity. In fact, COVID-19 has forced us to be so creative. Who would yeah. have thought that homeschooling would be a skill set parents would be adding to their inventory of skills? And John, I know you you have, you know, you have a kid. Yeah, so yeah. Talk to me about this, man. What are you what are you even thinking? How's this been affecting your 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 home life? Yeah, yeah. So um you know, I think the leadership in our leadership in our organization has, you know, made, made it clear. Like, if you hear kids in the background from everybody who works, like, you know, that's the, that's going to be the norm from now on, right? Like, yeah. just setting expectations and level setting. Like, there are going to be people who can't meet at certain times. There are going to be yeah. people that um, are going to have to be on mute or can't be on video during a call because they are working with their kids or they have a screaming kid in the background, right? Um, you know, my my son is six years old and. Um, he, uh, you know, he gets homeschooled by my wife and my wife yeah. does all the curriculum and, uh, you know, she's super diligent about it. And that's, you know, that's really become, um, th that's become the new norm, but, uh, it, th that was going on since, you know, since mm -hmm. we moved here. And so I, I think it's, it's, it's incredibly enriching for him, um, because it's an efficiency thing as well, right? Like, yeah. He, it's it's funny too, and I wonder how parents are adapting to this. If if there's anybody that's uh, doing homeschool, if you're a parent, comments right, like throw some love in the comments. How are you adapting? Yeah, to this yeah. New norm of remote work. We yeah. would love to know. And I think that uh, 
you know, my wife does two hours of homeschooling a day, five days a week. And that, mm. that, that covers all the curriculum, if not more than what was being facilitated in a normal school day for him at seven hours and 45 minutes. And so wow. it definitely has us wondering like, well, what the hell was the real value of school in the first place? Like, was it just to teach people how to get into corporate America, you know, or, 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 or what, right? Like, it's just yeah. like glorified daycare because, you know, my kid is learning a ton and he's facilitating all of the first grade requirements, but it's just two hours a day. And so he has yeah. the rest of the day to do whatever, you know, whatever he wants. Um, and we encourage him to do that uh, as well. So it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if a lot of other parents are feeling that same, you know. So we we, we definitely have, uh, you know, so, some people in the comments talking about, you know, how about using virtual backgrounds if you have kids? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, the problem is with virtual backgrounds is like when you move a little bit, the virtual background starts like moving around because it needs like a it needs almost like a green screen in the background. Yeah. Uh, so that technology hasn't quite gotten so good yet. <laughs> I know Zoom has that, which is really yeah, really cool. it, yeah, yeah. It you does. know, I think you're you're touching on education. You know, the team and, and uh, a guy we've been talking about. You know, what there's a huge opportunity now for educators mm -hmm. and to start rethinking yeah. what does it mean to help. A student learn and grow, right? Are we using Zoom and Hangouts to just, you know, mirror direct instruction? Or are we now thinking about teaching from a standpoint of how do you help students who are now in their home learning, right? Universities are shut down, high schools are shut down, everything is shut down. Yeah. Now you have students who are at home who are spending time maybe on a, on a business, they're spending time learning the things that they may really care about beyond high yeah. school. Yeah. How are we using, you know, how are we using this opportunity to say, you know, it's a matter of doing personalized learning for the student and not thinking about education from a one size fits all standpoint, right? Similar yeah. to you, you mentioned Chloe is now homeschooling John, little yeah. John, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and helping him learn, right? Not yeah. saying you need to learn this, but what are you interested in? You know, how can That's we right. encourage you to fail and at the same time grow? Yeah, I agree. And I think what's really, I'd love to hear your take on this too, man. So I think what's really fascinating is like, I think that COVID-19 might create a fundamental shift in how we think about being educated in general hmm. um, from a, like the fact that we, we, we used to think that you needed to go to an institution yeah, and now everyone's being forced to think, well, shit, I can't go to an institution. I have to be at home. And so I need to use collaboration tools. And the whole reason why somebody goes to like a top university is because they're like on campus, right? The campus yeah. is beautiful. You're paying, you're paying for the experience. You're paying for like yeah. the beautiful 50-year-old trees and the cobblestone walkways and all that stuff, right? <laughs> um, right. The privilege. Know, the privilege of being yeah. on, on, on campus. Yeah. Um, but then like what what is college anymore without yeah. the campus, right? Mm. College is just me and you talking on 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 chime and so the institutional walls start kind of falling down why wow. would i pay why would i pay sixty thousand dollars when my entire experience is just relegated to voice chat wow right so like it it i think it's going to cause a fundamental shift in how we think about Education, depending on how long this goes, the longer this goes, the more of a fundamental shift I think we'll have away from like 
the campuses yeah. um, and that yeah. type of mentality, which I think is positive. I think it's really positive, right? Because we, yeah. we, we in the United States have a very much a, a, a pay to play type of mentality, right? You pay to go to the prestigious university. You believe mm. that that prestige will provide you a better life. You believe that your grades will provide you a better life. And honestly, at the end of the day, none of those things really matter at the end of the day. Um, when a it, better when it network. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe like if you go to Harvard or Stanford, yeah. uh, like like the top ten schools in the in the world. Okay, fine, you know, you might have that justification, but mm, mm, that's crazy. And I think it's funny. I wonder how many of you right now who are listening, how are you learning right uh, yeah. from home? Right, some of you are working with great companies. Right? How has this changed the way you're learning at work? Are you becoming more productive? Do you yeah. feel as if you're more efficient? Yeah. You know, is this new norm comfortable for you? Can you get used to it? And yeah. we would love to get your thoughts on: Do you think things will go back to normal? Because I truly believe, you know, post COVID nineteen, and I, I, you know, I want to hope that this will be all over for us soon. I wish it could be over like tomorrow because I feel as if this whole new norm around social distancing mm. and us. Us being comfortable with not being around each other or not being in communal spaces, it scares me. It truly scares me Um, because I think, you know, and it's also creating this mentality around that, you know, we shouldn't travel. There should be no more wanderlust. You know, I I, I think COVID-19 is a once in a a generation type of thing, I hope. Right. That's what I hope. And that now that we're we're experiencing this, we're going to long term create the infrastructure and, and the investments necessary to make sure that one things such as telehealth are the new norm because that's that so i was talking to my friend the other day uh his name mm. is tim shout out to tim murdoch and he was telling me that he sees because he works in the healthcare industry he sees yeah. that telehealth services right so being able to call your doctor you know through your mobile app or just yeah. being able to have nurses and doctors come to your home and mm. test you that's going to be the future of healthcare, and because mm. of everything that's going on right now, you know, there's there's not been a spurt in thinking about how do we rethink healthcare due to this uh, yeah. moment. So I, yeah. I'm actually that's that's some of the positives that I see happening. But I also yeah. think you know to our point, how are people going to be educated, especially if you're in the workforce already and you have more of a flexible um, work from home type of mentality, right? Yeah. Why do I need to go to work? to, you know, to, to feel as if I'm growing and learning and developing, you know, I'm really interested to see what happens there. Yeah. Me too, man. Me too. Uh, There's like, you know, there's no, there's no more. I, I, it's really fascinating too. Cause like other things. Um, so sometimes, you know, you work at a corporation. I'd love to hear you guys thoughts in the comments here, but you sometimes you work in a corporation and you think like, I got to be seen at work to get promoted. Like yeah. I got to be seen, right? Yeah. I, my, my leader has to see me in the hallway. My leader has to, <laughs> um, my leader has to uh, make sure, sh- I, I need to make sure that my leader sees that I'm at the office later yeah. than they are, right? There's all these like stupid, uh, stupid ass corporate games that get played uh, in, a, in a lot of companies. Um, luckily, I have, a gr- I have a great team, a great leadership team. And that, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen for me in the situation I'm in, but I have been in those situations. Yeah. Um, and, and like, uh, that you can't, you can't do that anymore. Right? <laughs> All right. Cause they're working from home too. So they, yeah. don't, even see, they yeah. don't even see you. <laughs> they're not wearing pants either. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, and that's great. So Sad is saying, Tim and John, I learned from three years of working 
managing productive my personal life, got more productive, learned new skills in personal de development, and he's grown ever since. Shout out to Saad. He's one of our students in our current Break Into Big yeah. Tech cohort. Check out breakintobigtech.com. Yeah, if you're interested in getting into the tech industry, we help you get it, John and I. And most importantly, we are helping you get adjusted to this new normal as well and find yeah. remote job opportunities and prepping for video interviews. So check out breakintobigtech.com. We have another one of our audience uh, members from Facebook, watching from Facebook. He's oh, no. saying, he or she is saying, as a parent, it's been extremely difficult having to be homeschool, ha having to be a homeschool teacher by day and get work done by night. My oh, schedule is impacted in a major way. We are so sorry to hear that. Yeah, so sorry to hear yeah. that. No, you that know, hurts. You, you know, you know, you know what else this whole like. I think this whole COVID-19 thing is going to spur people to really start thinking about uh, being more mindful and purposeful yeah. about the work. More that conscious. They, yeah, more about the work that they do. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like, most companies, they have this, like, artificial urgency around, like, every deadline. Yeah. You know, you're at work and people are like, got to get that shit out the door. Like, oh, the world's going to explode. <laughs> and it's like in the in the light of COVID-19, like, yeah. does any of it fucking matter? Really? Yeah. You know, yeah. like at the end of the day, like, I, you know, I do my work and I do my thing. Um, but I, I think we all at the office kind of know, like, yeah, like do your shit. But like, yeah. we're not curing the world, right? We're yeah. like, we're selling stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and that's most companies, right? So, um, I really hope it creates kind of a, uh, like a new tune that people, um, a new lens that people see things through. Like, is my deadline the end of the world? Mm. Um, you know, mm. uh, or, or is it just a deadline? Is it mm. just self-imposed BS? Right. Uh, so the we power might, of patience, right? Yeah. We might cut through a lot of that bullshit. I hope, I hope. Yeah, I love that. You know, we got we have a really interesting comment. You know, networking and relationships building is the biggest value of human connection. Agreed. And someone said one of their team members is getting married via Teams. No today. way. So staff can attend. That is super cool. Please send us a picture of that moment. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the most ingenious thing, things we've heard of yeah. having you right now with so COVID-19. People so are getting married through Teams. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so you know, oh, what else? So someone's saying working from home has been very productive for them, less distractions in the open plan office, less noise, and more time for them to think strategically. Mm. I love that. I love I that. Feel that. I feel that way. Too. I feel that way as well. Because I, yeah. I, like, I was shepherding myself from meeting to meeting. And wow. I'd, be in the office, I'd be in the office and I'd be like, what did I get done today yeah. at all? Yeah. yeah. You know, whereas now I'm home and like nobody's bothering me. You know? <laughs> You know, and I just say, I'm gonna write. This, I'm gonna write this document. Yeah, it's gonna be done in a few days. Like I'll emerge from my turtle shell in a few days with Focus. my document. Yeah. You know, like, you, I'm, I, so I'm currently with my parents right now. You know, spending time with them. And so my sister, she attends the Texas A&M University. And yeah. my parents told me that she she she's leaving campus right because Texas A&M is shut down. Every yeah. university is shut down. And she's actually going to go spend some time with my other sister in Wichita Falls. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she didn't want to come home because my parents are home. And she was like, I don't want to have to deal with them. <laughs> but you know, what's so funny, though, is the fact that this freedom and flexibility for us now to be more creative with our own time, yeah. to have more control of our own time. I, I think I've been talking about the future of work for years now. But yeah. I think, you know, this is the future of work and living day. 
right? Yeah. Sadly, it took an epidemic for us to fast track it. But yeah. you're home right now. You have more control of how much time you're spending with, you know, Chloe and John. Yeah. You know, I have more control of how much time I'm spending on the business yeah. with my family, you know, mindfulness time, learning. Yeah. I think I think what everyone is probably cherishing right now, right, the pros of this moment is the fact that we have more control over time over our time than we realize, yeah. right? So wow. all of those deadlines, they're actually more flexible than than we thought, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I I I think it's fascinating how much time is lost by people's commutes mm. by like just random things, right? Like at the office. It, like everything is a pain in the ass. Like I have yeah. to commute there. I have to deal with traffic. I commute back. And I, I, I knew a guy in my previous team, and he bought a house that was like two hours away. Via, wow. Like and 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 because that was like the main thing he could afford. Seattle's so damn expensive. And he's like so excited that he he bought this house two hours away. And I'm like, bro, two you are spending four hours a day commuting. Yeah. No house is worth that. Wow. Your time is worth so much money, right? But then if you if you think about the 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 loss in time mm-hmm. um in a normal person's day, driving and go parking and all this bullshit. It's no. like now now that you're home for the people who do have jobs, right? When you're home, you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, I I have an extra 2 hours a, a day, you know, yeah. potentially unless you have kids and you know, there's there's a lot of circumstances in, involved with this, but um let's let's show some love to our amazing community. You know, Elvin is saying he feels more efficient and productive because people seem to be more connected, at least digitally. Mm-hmm. But you do experience the gaps when you are when you're not in co-location with the team. There yeah. are some communication gaps there are. with yeah. that. I agree, Elvin. Yeah. You know, Winifred is saying my thoughts are COVID nineteen has helped us embrace our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Also, giving our colleagues access to our homes will break down barriers and help us connect more intimately. Yeah, I love man. that. That's yeah. awesome, Winifred. You know, Stad is saying, I don't want to go back to how it was working and opportunities to work remotely and globally uh, without worry about visas. <laughs> so right. he's like, I don't want to go back to how it was uh, yeah. if he has to continue worrying about visas. Great yeah. point, Saad. Yeah. You know, so Mrs. Bansai is saying, hey, Tim and John, there is always a subject of accessibility and e-learning. What do you think about that? You know, Mrs. Bansal, I think that's a great question because what we're building with guide you know we're, we're really focused on making guide an accessible product yeah. um and i think now you're going to see a rise in accessible e-learning tools mm-hmm. right whether it be online platforms mobile platforms because yeah. really i think everyone wants to have access to a quality education and yeah. the real the reality is that you know mo- your mobile phone and i think where tech is going especially vr and ar is going to make learning not only more immersive, but more accessible as well, right? Because if we're thinking now, right? Because I I feel as if what's happening now is that COVID-19 is actually converging with what I think is gonna be trends around more teleconferencing, more video communications, and also more people spending time with in-home entertainment, right? So think about VR or augmented reality. And those are all gonna be new mediums in which people can learn, right? Whether it be immersive or from other people, you know, through maybe TikTok or LinkedIn, LinkedIn and LinkedIn learning, right? Like I learned so much from just the quality content people are sharing on LinkedIn and what LinkedIn learning is curating on LinkedIn learning, right? Yeah. So I think e-learning is only going to grow and it's only going to get more accessible because everyone now will have the time 
to learn from home. And I yeah. actually seen that being a constant. I don't see that changing post COVID-19 thoughts on that, John. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it changing either. I think that, uh, um, everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna have to adapt to this new, this new world of learning, you know, learning remotely. Yeah. Um, learning and, and working remotely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I think that's exciting from an education standpoint, because it opens a lot of different doors yeah. and breaks down a lot of barriers. I, I think that, that, um, that, that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Agreed. Agreed. So someone is saying, I did some rough numbers on a workshop we ran with a client online instead of in person. We saved the team 28 hours of travel collectively mm. and saved nearly $10,000 in direct costs. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's impressive, right? That's, impressive. That's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That. I, ahead, you used to have to make excuses like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I guess it has to be a face-to-face -face meeting. And now that we know that we literally can't do it, we're like, okay, okay, okay. Well, everyone yeah. is remote, so we have to figure it out. Um, so it's kind of shifting that. Yeah, um, no, like I ha it has to be an on-site meeting. It, it has, has to be, to be an on-site meeting. Yeah. Right? No, it doesn't. No, right? no, it doesn't. It doesn't. A Zoom call works wonders. Is, yeah. is now the is now the the new mindset. Yeah, so Elvin yeah. is saying, what are our thoughts on new startups forming because of everything going on? Maybe. You know what? There's a, already a lot of different incubators and um, equity firms saying that, look, you know, we're looking to invest in companies focused on telehealth, diagnostics, you mm -hmm. know, and even all the way to what, what's it called? Um, uh, um, uh, the things, drones, drones, yeah. right? Because yeah. imagine if we had drones right now that can drop test kits in everyone's homes, right? Yeah, and yeah. drones, because you know, it's you don't need someone physically flying it, like it's not yeah. an airplane, yeah. act from different logistic points, and then they can they can just you know make sure that they navigate a test kit to your home, right? So there's a lot of interest now in yeah. some of the new technologies that can emerge to ensure that this future, this well, this current never happens again. We're like we're at a point where yeah. we have millions of people in their homes and they don't have access to test kits because at the same time people are telling them not to go anywhere right so it's like how do you yeah, bring right. the test kits to people right so i actually see a lot yeah. of opportunity elvin and um, new technology new technologies mm -hmm. and new products arising due to this point but these technologies too and products i think were already coming i think covid19 is just fast tracking that. yeah yeah <clears throat> i agree i think you know jobs in the future um are gonna have to are, you're gonna have to be thinking about what the future holds, right? Like, are people going to go into marketing jobs or are they going to go into jobs that are, you know, uh, facilitating, you know, pandemic, um, mm. you know, e efforts, um, biomedical type things, you know, healthcare products, startups in that world, lots of different arenas around that. Because I mean, you know, the reality is there's, there's like an impending pandemic, mm. like every day, um, any, any new thing like, you know, MRSA yeah. or, or, or Ebola or whatever, right? Like you see like, uh, you know, swine flu mm. that they're happening every few years, right? It's just a matter of time before like that becomes kind of the new norm. And mm. either we're just, we're just reaching that, that, that type of, um, population density in certain cities that can, that can, 
you know, facilitate the spread of these things very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be, there, there'll be tons of new startups to rapidly deploy vaccines, to rapidly deploy healthcare uh, uh, materials, construction for healthcare, new, new ways of thinking across the board. And so where jobs will shrink, maybe they'll shrink in the hospitality sector, but yeah. where they will grow in the next five years, 10 years is going to be around things um, that, that, that protect, you know, uh, the, the communities. Yeah. So Elvin asked, you know, follow up question, what theme of startups do you think will emerge, John? What, uh, what theme of startups? Yeah. Um, uh, man, it's, it's, it, it could be anything like look, look at, for example, look at Amazon, right? Amazon came out with the, um, the go store, which is a cashierless store, or it's just technology to, um, technology to not have humans working at a grocery store, essentially. And they just now created a, a new grocery concept, uh, which is a, like a full-size grocery store mm -hmm. where you basically just scan your app, you walk in, you grab your stuff and you walk out, right? There's no, there's no human interaction. So I think in the short run, you'll probably see a lot of businesses emerge that are probably very reactionary to this, this thing because it's so fresh on everyone's mind. And so people will say, you know, um, they need those things, right? But in a few years, that'll taper off um, as the kind of the fear subsides. So hard, hard to say, you know, industry-wide what, yeah. what, what could come out, but. Yeah, health startups, Mark, health startups, I agree. I yeah. see health startups rising from this. Yeah. Uh, I, I think us rethinking just the entire way we, 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 we provide a safety net to those who are our service workers or gig workers. Because what we've noticed now is that the, the gig economy is incredibly fragile, right? Right. Uber, right? I don't know. I don't think Uber's been getting as much traction and engagement in the product Zero, because no one can go anywhere, right? Anywhere. Yeah, right? Right. No one's riding, and even the people who are doing Uber Eats, you know, they feel as if it, 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 they are mentally discouraged because they are in the front lines of this. They still have to go out. You know, obviously they're just picking up packages, but mm. still, that there's not necessarily a safety net encouraging and and allowing them to feel secure in this current climate or right. ensuring that they have quality health. Um, insurance that we provided to them as a gig worker, uh, you know, doing Uber Eats, right? So there's all kinds of conversations I think we can have around healthcare and health insurance and how do we rethink what the safety net looks like for the next, you know, 10 to 20 years. Yeah. You know, Mary was saying Sam Sam's is currently doing a beta to test of the example John mentioned. That's really, really cool, That's Mary. Right. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Right. You know, Winifred is saying there will be an increased demand for psychologists and mental health counselors, yeah, oh yeah, human yeah. beings or social beings. Yeah, that's right. I agree with that 110%. I completely agree. So with that said, you know, John, you know, what are your three tips that you think workers should embody to start embracing remote work? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily, so think things to embrace remote yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Um, or things to really prepare yourself for, you know, for the future. Prepare. Yeah. I mean, I think um, as far as like preparing, you know, just making sure that your industry or the job path um, that you're mm -hmm. on, the trajectory or you're on is, is going to, you know, is going to be insulated from this type of mm -hmm. thing, right? Are there going to be growth opportunities or is your industry going to shrink? You know, I'd be mm. looking on the horizon and really kind of looking through through that. And um, and I think another thing is too the the personal branding side of this is super important. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. 
because you can't rely on going to events anymore mm. um, and, 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 and networking with people to get jobs. Like you have to have a presence online where the traffic exists to find jobs and to, yeah. and to stand out from the community. And so there's a, there's a, a massive void in people who just kind of like, well, my brand is what my company is. And then like their company goes away and then they have nothing <laughs> to stand on. Right. right? Um, so I think there's, you know, making sure that you have that brand um, is, is critical. And um, what's the third thing? What's the third thing? What's the third thing? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think through the third thing. Like, how do you, you know, I think, I think just having the right mentality, I mm. think, um, it, w- with this, with this whole thing too, and, and recognizing that, um, you know, w- when you have a job, you're not necessarily secure in mm. those jobs. Like you can't, you can't rely on that. Mm. And you need to rely on, um, you know, having other streams of income um, and, uh, and living simply. Right. Yeah. And, and, like, and, and so that you can insulate yourself. Like if you live large, right. Like yeah. any number of things can happen. You could live in a, a lot of people are facing this situation right now. Like, you know, a lot mm. of big cities, people have over-indexed on these massive mortgages and, mm you know, like one person loses their job and like, holy shit, we're like, nobody has a fund. Nobody yeah. has any money saved. So saving money and living simply, I think is probably the, the third thing and just really assessing your value system. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that. So being more mindful of building a personal brand, yeah. ensuring that you're probably working or looking for roles in emerging industries, yeah, emerging right? Industry. Especially in the in the tech industry. Yeah. And then lastly, you know, rethinking your value system, right? Yeah. Um, from how are you managing your money? How are you thinking more about conscious living? Yeah. You know, that's those are some tips to really embracing this uh, and preparing for this this future of remote work. Because yeah. I do think it's gonna, it's going to be a new it's going to be the new norm. Right. It's not going to be yeah. fully remote. I don't believe yeah. that every yeah. organization is going to be fully remote. We're still going to have, you know, on-site and on-site workers, but we're, we're going to see more of a, an embrace between, you know, this flexibility that remote work gives and yeah. the fact that it does allow organizations to be more efficient operationally mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and with yeah. that said, to John's point, you know, I think personal branding is probably one of the most critical things that you all can start building into your repertoire on how to prepare for the future of work. And that's why, you know, breakintobigtech.com is where you can go to to see more and learn more about our course, Break Into Big Tech. We're opening it up for our next wave of amazing students on our website, breakintobigtech.com. You can see more testimonials on what our last wave of students said and how they felt about the course. We literally help you get the tech job of your dreams, especially within this current climate on how do you think about video interviews? How do you build your personal brand? How do you create a system in which jobs are being thrown at you? People are seeking you for opportunities versus you waiting for them, right? So John, do you have anything to add on our breakintobigtech.com? Yeah, I I think the reality that we're all facing right now is how do you get found? Yeah. Cause yeah. like applying to companies right now, you're, you're not in an institution. If you're at a college, co- some colleges have those companies come to you. That's not happening anymore, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to, nobody's meeting you face to face anymore, which is all the more reason why like Tim, Tim and I do a lot of videos. Tim <laughs> and I are constantly, how, how else can you get your personality across yeah. if you don't have a YouTube channel? 
I mean, seriously, like if you don't have doing live, if you're not doing live streams, if you're not creating uh, written content, how is anyone going to know who you are? Right. And and that's, that's a real reality that a lot of people are going to be facing right now. Like, wow, I'm starting from zero. Yep. Um, and, and just applying to a company. I can't even go to an onsite anymore. Yep. Right. It's true. You can't network anymore. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so how do you, you know, how do you do that? And it's interesting. Like I have a lot of people, um, that reach out to me for, for opportunities all the time. And, and the, the thing that they often say is, um, I feel like I already know you and that's, that's like, yeah. that's, so critical in this day and age somebody can just kind of scan through some of your content whatever you're interested in and be like oh yeah i know i know this guy right like i yeah. already know this person um and then they call you because of that it it, it, it uh, removes barriers i love it i love it john so let's show love to our last commenter in our community joseph joseph is, is saying we have to adjust to this new time Stop yeah. overstretching our resources. I love that, Joseph. Is. Yeah. You know, and yeah. shout out to all of our lovely community members who are a part of the Unleashing the Future of Work community. Thank you for viewing and listening from all over the world. Yeah, I appreciate you. you. John appreciates you. Yeah. Once again, we do this every single week. You know, if you have any ideas, any thoughts on future episode, please message me directly on my LinkedIn, Tim Salau. And I will more than likely follow up with you because I love your feedback and comments. So shout out to Sapria, Marion, Mark, Ibuduni, Winfred, Elvin, Xavier. All of you are watching and tuning in from all across the world. We appreciate you. And with that said, make sure to check out BreakIntoBigTech.com if you want to learn more about John and I's Break Into Big Tech course. We help you get the tech job of your dreams, especially in this current chaotic climate We help you find remote jobs. We help you prep for your video interviews. And more importantly, we challenge you and encourage you and empower you to take control of your career. Yeah, it's about five weeks, uh, over 20 hours. um, And it's, uh, we kind of consider it like a masterclass, you know? Yep, it's a masterclass. It's actually like a college class where you are you know, uh, live, just like you guys are with us right now. and, um, And everything is live. Yep. And make sure to share this course. I'm sorry, share this live video. I'm saying yeah, it, yeah. it felt like a course. <laughs> yeah, right? course. Share, this, share this video within yeah. your network if you feel as if there's someone that needs this information and would value and appreciate this live episode of Unleashing the Future of Work. Yeah. Awesome. With that said, peace, y'all. And make sure y'all have a great rest of your day. And be sure to stay in, be mindful, and love on your family and friends. All right, y'all. Peace. Thanks, guys.